Hey Ruth and Nikki, it's Chris Beersack. I just wanted to send you a video and congratulate you on 100 episodes of BBB Army Hearts to Hearts. I am so proud of both of you. The show has been fantastic. I look forward to the next 100. Hey Ruth and Nicole, it's Andy. I want to say congratulations on 100 episodes and thank you for your dedication to the band. Uh, 100 episodes of talking about Black Veil Brides. I am so humbled and thankful to you guys for doing this show. I think it's so cool. And thank you to all the fans who have appeared on the show. Here's to 100 more for you guys. Congrats. What is up, BBB Army? Welcome back to our channel, BBB Army Hearts to Hearts. I am Ruth. And I'm Nicole. And BBB Army. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Surviving in the heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Likewise. Yeah, we were just talking about it. It's already 107 here. And it's, yes. and it's noon, so <laughs> it's going to get uh, pretty brutal out there. I mean, first off, we want to say thank you so much for coming on for today's episode, especially because to this episode, guys, is our 100th episode with our podcast. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, you know, doing 100 episodes of, of anything, let alone a podcast. That That's something to be very proud of yourselves for. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It really means a lot to me that you guys are doing this. I know I've um, shared with you guys that I saw the one that you did for my birthday back in April. And my wife and I, we were cracking up about some of the stuff and we watched the whole thing and we were just laughing and it just put a giant smile on both of our faces. And so congratulations on 100 episodes. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to do all this stuff and, you know, talk about the band and the tours and, and everything in between. So thank you it means a lot to me. Yeah, of course. And I mean, just thank you for doing everything that you do for the fans and obviously Blackville Brides. So yeah, we're going to get going uh, back here in a minute. Listen, we start uh, tour rehearsals and then, you know, we got some tours coming up and that's going to keep us really busy this fourth quarter. So looking forward to seeing everybody again and performing and getting it all together. So our very first question, just to kind of start off, you since you just brought it up, you and your wife, Alex, saw the episode that Nicole and I did of your birthday trivia. Yep. What did we get incorrect? We blame the um, internet for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I laugh about a lot of this stuff because sometimes um, I'll even have friends. Um, <laughs> it was really funny because, you, you know, here in Arizona, I don't exactly look like everybody. And I, I don't know, I guess I walk a certain way or will carry myself a certain way. So they're like, we were at the Apple store the other day and somebody's like, what band are you in? I'm like, oh, what gave it away? Not, you know, so not the tattoos or the way I dress or anything. So we got to chatting and stuff and we're walking around and, and you know, this guy's like, well, you got a net worth of 5 million. And I'm like, why well, wish, what are you talking about? That's awesome. Uh, where did you find that information? Because uh, so there's, there's lots of misinformation on the internet. One of them that, that made us laugh was, uh, did you say like, did you guys say that, I liked jasmine tea. Was that it? Or, or oolong tea or something like that? Okay, Cece, I was literally telling my friend Nicole this. You, there was a Patreon video before it got taken down of Blackville Brides, but that one of the questions they asked you was, are you a coffee or tea person? You yourself on Patreon on the video said tea and you said jasmine tea. I am not making Jasmine tea? I said that? You said that. I don't even know if I had jasmine tea. You said that. Okay, well, if I said it, then I I mean, I guess I like jasmine tea. Um, Yeah, I I can't explain that one. Sometimes we, throughout the the years, we've been doing this, what, almost 14, if not 14 years now. Um, Well, at least I've been in the band for 14 years about. I got to be honest with you guys. There's interviews, and when we were doing multiple interviews every single day, we got so sick of answering the same questions. Not that that was one of them, but there was a period when, uh, <laughs> and it was to kind of keep like the rest of my my guys, my my brothers on their toes. Like I'd get, we'd get asked the same questions every single day, like multiple times a day, because we were so we had such a heavy press schedule. So there was a point. I don't know who started it. It was probably me. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe, it was, maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was somebody else, but we started answering, like we get asked the same question, but every single day we would have a completely different answer. And I would just start answering different. I don't think that's what happened with that, but it was just to kind of make like my dudes laugh, you know? And I wonder if that was what happened. I am more of a tea than a coffee guy. I don't, that, so that is correct. Okay. Uh, but that was one of them. The other one was, was the, that I couldn't remember off the top of my head was was my name. 
So I know that there's a, a Christian Robert Mora. That's what it says out there. And that is not correct. Uh, my real first name is Christopher. Um, you know, my middle name's Ryan. Last name's Mora. And so um, Christian Coma is a stage name. This is the first time I think I've publicly admitted that in the history of my tenure with Black Hill Brides. But um, yes, that is not my real name. And so it always weirded me out that people would be like, oh, Christian, Christian. And I don't blame them. I mean, you know, that that's the stage name and that's what, what they go with. But when people start, they would write online and, and say like, well, I really know Christian and we go way back. And I'd always kind of chuckle with either my friends or wife or something about people that would write in and like that. I'm just like, oh yeah, it goes to show like how far back we go. And we grew up together and stuff like that because there was kind of this divide and I've always chosen not to, uh, mention that name just to kind of have a, a buffer zone, you know, if, if that makes sense. And everyone thought it was Christian. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. It's close enough. A lot of people call me Chris anyways. And so it's just kind of, you know, the suffix of the name or whatever, but um, it's all good. And the other ones, I think those were the only two, if I could remember correctly. Nicole, we did good then. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, there were no other ones that stuck out. I think those were the only two. I don't think that there were any other ones. So you guys did great. Yeah, you guys did great. There was a whole episode. Those were the only two ones, but it, it was like, I'm not, you know, it didn't bother me or anything. I was just kind of like laughing. I'm like, what? But even when I Google myself, sometimes I just see all this stuff on the internet. And I'm like, none of this is true. What is this? Who's writing this? Shit? Like, what? what is what is this? But um, it, it's fine. I mean, it just, <laughs> it makes me smile. And, you know, like at the end of the day, the people it means a lot to me that people care enough to even, you know, feel like they, they know me or, you know, we're buddies or whatever, you know, that just means that I've left them with a, a lasting impression of, you know, friendship. And that's what really matters to me at the end of the day. That's why I try to, you know, whether I'm in a bad mood or sometimes it gets the best of me, but on the, on the, on the road, you know, I could be sick or something, but I always try to be uplifting and, and make them make people smile and stuff like that. Isn't always the case, but um, yeah, that that's, what I try to do because it does mean a lot to me to leave that kind of um, friendship feeling with them, with fans. That is, you have such a good heart. I love it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's it's all the time I yeah. spend with animals. I mean, they're not all pure, <laughs> but um, you know, if <laughs> people and animals a chance, they not always, but you know, they 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 tend to yeah <laughs> kind of leave their impression on me and stuff like that. And I don't know. I just try to be what the world lacks. There's too many terrible people in the world, and you know, it's. Yeah throughout my time on this planet, I've just seen lots of things that kind of rub me the wrong way. And I don't know, different things like, you know, people that are dishonest and things like that. And so I tried to not be that um, by design, but it's also just an organic way that I am. So thank you for saying that. That means a lot to me. I was just having this conversation with Alex the other day. I was like, just goes to show like during the pandemic, I was like, I had like 18 wild feral raccoons that I was like petting and feeding and skunks I was petting. I was just like, I look back at that time period now and I'm just like, you were absolutely insane. Like, what were you doing? But yeah, it was it was me and a raccoon onesie in the, in the backyard when I was living in, in a suburb of Los Angeles and petting all the raccoons and having fun with the wild animals. And so <laughs> now I don't think I would do that. But uh, back then, <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time back then. I had nothing else to do. So. Uh, so the next question that we have for you is what techniques would you recommend people to learn when getting into drumming? Uh, there was a lot, you know, it didn't come naturally to me. Um, there, there's a lot of frustration that goes into it because you see people doing it, you hear it, and it's kind of the disconnect between your brain and your limbs. And so it it's, it appears to be so easy. And it when you really go and you, there's a particular beat or fill or something that you want to do, it doesn't exactly come out. And so that's the difficulty of learning how to play drums is connecting your thoughts to your limbs. It, once you get through the frustration, some of the techniques, learning rudiments and what rudiments are is it's particular sticking. So like there's a thing called a paradiddle and it's right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. Like those are paradiddles. So if you work on those and you um, start practicing those with a metronome and things like that, you can kind of incorporate those to the rest of the drum set if you just start on one drum. And that's really helped me out a lot. And, you know, when I started learning drums, YouTube videos weren't, YouTube wasn't around back then. So I'm, we're starting to see these phenomenal 
you know, child prodigies that are just incredible. And I'm like, where did you learn how to play drums? And they're like, oh, YouTube. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I wish I had that when I was growing up. And so, you know, using the abundance of information that's located on the internet and things like YouTube and stuff like that, um, using those to your benefit could definitely help out in the long run and be extremely beneficial. And now these days, YouTube is a teacher for a lot of things, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, I've learned a ton of stuff and like so many people are learning so many different things. And now, you know, with the implementation of AI and, you know, artificial intelligence, it's That's just gone cool. one step further. And there's so many things that are like great. I haven't even tapped into that yet. Don't, uh, it, it gets crazy. Like it like literally like gives me the chills at times. Like this is too realistic. I can't. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I remember months ago, I saw this guy. I don't know if it was a TikTok video or it was on Instagram. And this is before like chat GPT got released. I don't know how he did it. Or at least I didn't know about it. And it wasn't widely known about um, but he said something about like, write a song about this sounding like Post Malone singing it or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is a straight up banger. Like it was so good. And it sounded exactly like Post Malone. And then he did another one. Uh, I don't know if it was Bieber or Kid Leroy. I, I don't know, somebody, but it was sounded exactly like them. And even the lyrical content was so on par with what they would create as musicians it, it just kind of blew me away and i was like whoa and then you know a few months later chat beach uh gpt was announced and stuff like that and you know some of the things coming from that are just unbelievable and so you know hopefully nobody you know starts using that nefariously but you know the inv inevitable will happen one day so hopefully everything stays safe and we all use it you know to our advantage in a non-malicious way but we'll we'll see what the future holds but yeah i definitely need to start learning more about that and using some of those <laughs> things to to my advantage or you know to help me out in my life i'm kind of going in that same route it's like what is it about music that makes you feel passionate then you know it's kind of i've been doing it for so long it's kind of hard to stay motivated um throughout all this time and so you know going on on long tours and stuff like that and getting done you know we've been off for kind of an extended period and so i've just been enjoying you know family time and doing stuff like that because i knew i was going to be so busy at the end of the year but honestly a lot of it you know just the creation process get, getting in the studio uh with the rest of the guys and bouncing ideas off each other that's really cool or having you know jake or jinx or wh whoever come into you know a pre-production um session and hearing like their guitar riffs and having that like that feeling that I used to have as a kid, having my my heart start pounding and racing. And, you know, there's a, a sense of excitement. But most of all, for me, it's kind of performing and, and um, traveling and relating to the fans. I mean, just the excitement of it all. It's it's not it's unlike any other feeling that I've ever had in my life. And so it's it's really nice to meet everybody and hear the stories about how the music related relates to them or how it got them through a tough time or stuff like that. And just performing overall really, really, you know, is kind of why I still do it, to be quite honest. It, it's it's a lot of fun and it's really exciting and it's a creative release. There's a weird byproduct being a drummer, especially with this style of music. It's also like a, a workout and I'm not the best at working out. You can see by how thin I always am. Um, that's half genetics, half just my failure to work out and be on a on a good schedule. And I usually don't eat a lot. My my diet is awful. But um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like I just kind of miss how much how much cardio I would do every night on tour and stuff like that. And it keeps me in shape, and you know, it keeps me healthy and stuff like that. And so that's kind of an accidental byproduct of you know playing the music that we play and stuff like that. And so I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that i look forward to but I'd, I'd say most first and foremost and most of all it would be performing and relating to the fans oh, i know <laughs> yeah I, i'm not i'm being honest with you though that's not even like I, I think it's like adorable yeah i guess like i think it's amazing though it's just because like we are there we're coming to your shows and like and like you're usually the first one on stage and so like you're getting everyone ready and stuff for the other guys to come in and so it's just like yeah that's what we live for so it's oh it's it's awesome because i remember myself being on the other side of the barricade and you know going out there and like look at like you guys look amazing by the way your makeup looks absolutely incredible but being on stage and seeing people like dress up and you know get in their makeup and 
wearing gloves or holding signs or whatever it is. I mean, you know, I think about like how their day was like, you know, they got up early or they bought these tickets like a month or weeks in advance or whatever. Or maybe somebody was there last minute. It was like, oh, shit, I got it. Like I got a free ticket. Like my buddy invited me or something. And they get all dolled up and dressed up or whatever and ready for the show. And then they go there, they wait in line. And like, I was one of those people for like, you know, my whole life. I still am. You know, I was just at a show the other day. I just saw Pierce the Veil and the Use the other day, which was a great time. And it was like, I felt like, you know, I'm, I still am that guy as well, like on the other side of the barricade. So for me, it's just really uplifting and exciting and just kind of validating, um, for lack of a better term, to, to go on stage and see everybody all dressed up and get ready and stuff. And, you know, just that, that, that they care and that the music that uh, we all, the five of us have created together, just kind of, resonates with the, with the fans and stuff like that. I don't know. It just really means a lot to me to get on stage and see everybody all excited and, you know, singing, you know, every single lyric and having a good time and stuff like that. It really means a lot to me. Um, I think it's absolutely like amazing though, that that is a feeling that you still have and retain. And it's not something that you're ever going to forget. And you, as you said, you yourself are still a fan when you go and see other bands. And I just think that it's and it's incredible that you don't forget that feeling because I feel there are some artists out there that completely forget what that feels like. So I'm really glad that that is still stuck with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, I mean, I won't say it's not easy sometimes, you know, like when I'm on tour and say I'm sick or I'm, I feel like I'm getting sick um, or I'm just like so drained. Like I, I haven't been feeling great. I actually just got recently, I got COVID at that, Pierce the Veil show. And I was sick. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Again? even know it was around. And then I took a COVID test and it, it was positive. I'm much better now, but I've just been sleeping so much um, since then. And I my fever wasn't that bad. It was a very like mild version of it. And it was my second time catching it. The first time I was on tour and I caught it in Lubbock, Texas. Mm -hmm. But you know, that obviously if you have COVID, we can't like perform or anything like that. But Throughout the years before COVID, you know, if we had like the flu or a cold or something, you know, it's really hard to go out and be like, yeah, you know, give it our all, guys. And it's like your temperature is 101 or 102. And, you know, you kind of just want to get through the show so you could go back to sleep and rest so you can feel better. And so times like that, it's a little tough. But, you know, I never wanted to lose the sense of excitement or adoration I had for musicians that I looked up to. And, and you know, it's crazy. I was just talking about this the other day. Um, I forget if we were playing Rock and Ring or Rock and Park in Germany. I was having lunch and catering with our old monitor guy, John. Everyone calls him JK. And we were eating and like corn, the main corn showed up. And they pulled up and like the drummer came over and he was like, hey, what's up, CC? And I was just like, oh my God. Like, I was like freaking out, but he like came over to say hi to me. And it's not that that makes me like cool or anything like that. But it's like if... The, the way I looked at it is like, oh my God, if like the, the high school version of me saw that, you know, I used to have like black, a corn black light poster on my wall. Like I'd be freaking out, you know? And then like, I see like head over there. What's up, dude? I'm just like, whoa, hey guys. And I'm like, my mouth is all full of like pasta. I'm like, hey guys. And then like, I remember our monitor guy's like, dude, corn just said, what's up to you? And I was like, oh, and I had like put it in my mouth and I'm just like trying to keep it together. I was like, oh, it's pretty wild, dude. They're so nice. And it's just like cool to like, you know, know these, know these people. And like, even um, I just posted a photo on my Instagram. I was joking with my buddy, Mark Okubo, who's in a band called Veil of Maya. And then writing, I wrote to Vic Fuentes, who's in Pierce the Veil. And I was like, dude, we got to get like, you know, Black Veil, Veil of Maya and Pierce the Veil and get a photo and say like Battle the Veils or something. And we were, we were like, dude, Battle, Battle yeah. the Veils needs to be a thing sometime know, in the so future. Sick. It needs to be a thing. And so like I was, I was, we've been joking about it. And then like, um, I found out that Mark was filling in for a band called Don Brocco. He was on tour with Pierce the Veil. Like we, this was something we've been joking about for like a little bit. And so we, we eventually took, took the photo, but I remember taking that photo and just being like, dude, so many people would be freaking out if they were like in this dressing room or something like that. And every, all of those guys are like the sweetest dudes. Like I've known my buddy Mark for years. He's super awesome, but it was just so funny because I was like laughing and I posted it and just some of the comments I've been reading about it on my Instagram, everyone's like, I would die. Like, oh my God, I'm crying. And they're like tagging their friends. I'm like, make this happen and stuff like that. And so it's just kind of interesting. And I try to never lose that feeling and, 
you know, I, I always want to remember how fortunate I am to be able to do what I do. And the fact that I have, you know, you guys doing podcasts like this and just fans showing up at the show. And like, I see Blackville posters and a ton of merch behind you. Like, well, so it's like so cool to see all, all of this. Like, it really makes me happy. And I just feel very fortunate, you know, to, to be able to, you know, live my dream. And it's because of you guys. So thank you. No, we're happy to support you guys forever. <laughs> Wow, thanks. Thanks. It means the world to me, really. Or to all of us, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so what kind of emotions were going through your head when you first joined Blackville Brides and you guys became as successful as you are today? Man, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, I remember the first show I played with Blackville Brides. You know, it was a really interesting process trying to like develop like the face makeup and and things like that. And going through that and, you know, I had to get a haircut and I had dark brown hair. My natural hair color was dark brown. So I had to like dye it. I didn't have to dye it black, but it was, you know, the general aesthetic of the yeah. band to fit in, you know, and it was, it was a change, but I'll never forget the first show that I played. It was, um, it was a K-Rock show called Epicenter. And I don't even remember. It was in California. I forget what city it was. At. It was at some like racing racetrack or something. And uh, I remember showing up. And there was fans already. It was my very first show, and they already had like my face makeup and giant like banners and stuff. And I never felt so welcomed, um, you know, to to a musical group. I've been in a ton of musical groups um, in my lifetime, but it was just so exciting, and you know, I just really felt welcomed, and it, it just made me feel like I finally found my home where I could fit in, if that makes sense. And I know a lot of fans say the same thing, but you know, I felt the same way too because I've been in so many different you know bands, and they never had as rabid as a fan base or no, I shouldn't say rabid. That's a terrible term to use, but as dedicated as a fan base. Sorry, I'm still, I still got raccoons on the brain. So that's, that's, that's where that came from, but they've, I've never been in a group that had such a dedicated fan base and it really kind of proved to be true since day one that I was in this band and my first performance with this group. And so there was a lot of excitement and then, you know, seeing ourselves in magazines for the first time and then starting to win awards and overseas and, you know, seeing the crowd size grow and grow and grow. Um, it was just kind of rewarding. And also we just all felt like, you know, we were on the, on the right path. Um, well, I, you know, I shouldn't speak for the rest of the guys, but I felt like we were on the right path and stuff and we were definitely achieving success that we all wanted to, you know, dreamt of throughout our childhoods and growing up. And, you know, I felt like we were, our trajectory was going like that and we were headed in the right direction. And so, um, it was a really, really exciting time and it, we had so much fun that there's kind of years that are just like, I, it's hard to remember everything that's happened because there's been so much that has happened and so many fun experiences and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's it was so surreal at times, you know, when we could be in a completely different country. English isn't their first language and they're still singing every single lyric. And, and it, it's just it, it was such an awesome feeling. Well, we're happy that you joined Blackfoot Brides and everything. Uh, and you guys have done achieved and accomplished so much as it is during this time period from the first album to now. Uh, the phantom tomorrow and we know from just watching jake's twitch streams you guys are working on a new one yeah, <laughs> so. yeah there's gonna be uh lots of writing um there's i don't know i haven't had any dates there's been kind of some changes in the scheduling i don't know if we're gonna be writing or working i'm not sure if time's gonna permit i fly to los angeles and we all get back together for tour rehearsals in los angeles i'm not exactly sure um, how much time we're going to have for that. But um, I know that there were talks, there might be some some stuff, but you know, it might be after these um, next tours that are coming up, maybe next year or so. So everything's kind of tentative and, you know, loosely booked now. We are ready for it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it should be exciting. The next, the next thing. Obviously, you've done a lot for Blackfoot Brides, but if life took you a different pathway from not being the drummer for Blackfoot Brides. What do you think you would be doing right now? Oh man, you know, there, there's so many, I get asked that question. Uh, oh, I have been asked that pretty, pretty often throughout my career, but um, you know, I, a lot of people don't know this. I was going to college for computer science. Um, I was really big in, into computers when I was younger. Like I was like a computer hacker at the age of like 12, maybe, but you know, that was like way back when, um, I didn't do anything terrible, so I don't want to say that, but I definitely was was 
and, and into computers and how they worked and programming and stuff like that. Yeah, d doing that stuff. And so <laughs> this is a, a funny, yeah, stupid story. I was going to a community college right after high school uh, for computer science, and they forced me to take a ton of prerequisites. And it was like introduction to Microsoft Word. And it was like, well, today we're going to make two columns and you're going to write. And I was just like, dude, I am so far like beyond this. But I had to take these classes to get to these classes to take these classes that I actually yeah. wanted and needed. And, and I remember I was just like, so like disgruntled and everything was so easy. And everyone's like, just take the easy A, get through it. And I just like me being somewhat of a rebel. I was just like, this is BS. Like, why am I paying for these classes when I already know this stuff? And I, I would get so frustrated because I could never find a parking spot in that in that college. And I'd have to walk like a, over a mile to class every single day. And I remember one day I was so frustrated that I was like, if I can't find a parking space today, I'm like dropping out of college. And sure enough, there was no parking. I'm like, screw it. That's it. I'm out. And so um, I ended up working for a hospital or I was working at a hospital during that time. And a lot of my family has worked um, through, I'm sorry, I saw a cat go by. I was like, oh, kitty. Um, yeah, his name's Kitty, so. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, my subconscious do that. I was like, oh, kitty. So yeah, I worked for a hospital. I'm not exactly sure what I would do. You know, I really do, speaking of which, that's kind of ironic that that happened. I really have a love for animals. And so, uh, I don't know, maybe I would have gone back to school to be a vet or something like that to kind of help animals. But the goal is to kind of have a farm or a sanctuary for animals. Um, I still would like to achieve that whenever this music stuff is done and just have all kinds of animals and just be sweet to them and take care of them or rehabilitate them and get them back out in the wild if you know they're of that certain species where they need to be released and be wild and stuff like that. It's not for um, selfish reasons that I just want to have a bunch of different animals, but I always thought that that would be so cool. You know, like every, I, I try not to go to zoos and support animals in captivity, but I have been to some um, animal sanctuaries where animals have needed to be saved because people bought them on the black market and couldn't take care of them or, you know, what have you all, all different things like that. But, you know, seeing all these animals and I don't know. I just, I just love animals. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I'm with someone that feels exactly the same. So that's the plan um, whenever this music stuff is done. And so it's, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but, you know, hopefully one day I have a farm with a bunch of cool animals and, or a sanctuary where I take care of animals, something mm. to do with that. I think that that would be a really fulfilling thing in my life to, to do that is to take care of animals that, you know, are less fortunate or need help or something like that. I absolutely love that because I'm a huge animal lover myself. And when you said uh, that there's a possibility that you could have been a veterinarian, I wanted to be a veterinarian, but I don't have the heart to put animals down. I think I would be bawling my eyes out every single time. That's the only thing that drove me away from being a veterinarian. I, I don't have the heart to see them die. Totally. And I never want to get callous to that fact either, to where I could just put down any animal and i'm so used to it that you know and you see the owners crying and you're just like well there it is all right next one hey uh you know hey so and so like i wouldn't be able to do that excuse me like i would be so affected i mean i was just i woke up today thinking about how i'm still not over like my my dog's dying like several years ago and i that was like the first thing i woke up thinking about today and it's just like i don't know like really like breaks my heart i wouldn't be able to um you know do that either like put animals down that definitely has to be one of the hardest things to do in that profession and yeah i, I wouldn't be able to do that either animals are literally our children <laughs> they are they give you unconditional love but there is when their time does come there's the rainbow bridge they're there yeah, they're waiting totally. for us and when we come to them they'll just know they'll run to us lick us whatever they do to us and so i miss my baby girl every day sitto so yeah <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. How would you describe your development as an artist? You know, I think every, there's always a natural evolution uh, that artists tend to have. But my natural evolution, I mean, my taste in music have changed. I used to listen to a lot harder music and metal and then metalcore and, and stuff like that. And, you know, more, more recently, it's become more, dare I say, like EDM and pop or like like the chill station, you know, that like there's a serial serious XM station called chill. And I always listen to that because it's so mellow and it's kind of like, 
So it makes me like, oh, like, you know, whether my day will suck or not, I'm just like, oh, this isn't so bad. And I used to, that started when I lived in Los Angeles and I'm just stuck in traffic for hours every single day. And it kind of just got me through the drives. It was just like so mellow. And um, they had a bumper ad that says that it was scientifically proven to reduce stress and anxiety. And I'm not exactly sure if that's true, but I did hear it on that station. So I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to this station. So like, it just kind of made it um this every drive and stuff like that more relaxing and enjoyable so i I've, my musical tastes have kind of changed but you know early when i was learning how to play drums i i was really into jazz that some people know um you know when i first started learning how to play drums i uh my drum teacher really got me into jazz and then i was into like marching band and you know jazz ensemble marching band i was in a punk band and a metal band in high school and uh, my very first band, I think that was actually you guys had that was called Pregnant Nuns. I was in sixth grade. I don't know if you guys knew that or you said that. Um, Wait, what was the name of it? It was called Pregnant Nuns. It was like my very first band ever. And I was in sixth grade. And I started it with, yeah, I started it with one of my buddies. His name was Rocco. And um, yeah, we actually still talk. I just signed us uh, oh, a couple months back. I sent him like a signed symbol and he was like losing his mind. So we still keep in touch. Um, we're not super close anymore, but we still keep in touch. And I remember meeting him on the very first day of first grade. So in sixth grade, we ended up starting a band together. But, you know, my musical tastes have changed throughout um, my my lifetime and my career and stuff like that. And, you know, I've always wanted to be kind of an eclectic person and have, you know, friends of, you know, different shapes, sizes, ethnicities, um, genders and, um, you know, religions and sexual orientations you know i just feel like there's something to learn from everybody and i use that same type of mentality and relate it to music something that i could definitely learn from any any type of music like my wife listens to a lot of like old oldies and stuff like that like she listens to elvis um we were driving around and she put the grease soundtrack on the other day and she was like oh if you really hate this and you don't want to listen to this i'm like no it's fine she's like i've just been really into my oldies and so i mean there's something that I could pick up from that, whether it's a vibe or a lyric or, you know, even the chord progression or something like that, you know, inspiration strikes at the, the strangest of times. And, you know, when you least expect it and stuff like that. And so I listen to all kinds of stuff and, you know, the more diverse my musical taste can be, the better off I feel like I am as an artist. Um, okay. So I don't mean to put you on the spotlight with this question. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> but I've been wondering, fans have been asking me, fans have been wondering on too, will you be having your meet and greet for these coming up tours here soon? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I will be having my own personal meet and greet. Um, I believe I'll be changing the name to Christian Mingle just because <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I think I'll talk about something different. Um, I am working on some some different stuff. For my meet and greets, yes, I will be doing the meet and greets. I'm trying to, I don't want to say what I'm working on because I'm not sure exactly if it's going to work out or not, but there are some different things that will be included with that. Um, because I am having troubles uh, with my drumstick company and the production of drumsticks and having like my logos printed on it and stuff like that. And so I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to have like drumsticks with like my, my signature uh, on it, because just I, I've been working on it ever since last year and it's just not, I don't know. There's, there's just been some issues with that. I'm trying to develop something or offer some other things that I could give. Obviously, I'll be giving away, you know, like the um, headbands or a hand sign that, that I've used for that night. But I will be doing uh, the meet and greets where you could like snap a photo, have a conversation and stuff like that. I, To me, I always loved doing those things because it was just a, a way to close, uh, relate closer to the fans and kind of connect on a more personal level. Because, you know, when we do the, the full band meet and greets, um, you know, we'll have this long line and a lot of times or every time we do it before the show. And so there's unfortunately time constraints that, you know, it's not because of us, but we can't push the show back. We can't take as long as we would like to, you know, with the fans and sometimes fans wants to say, you know, a certain thing to each one of us individually. And it's not like we shuttle them through or anything like that, but there's just kind of a time constraint because there are a lot more fans at those meet and greets than there are for, you know, some of the, like the personal ones and things like that. And so um, I'm looking forward to to doing that. And I will be offering those very soon. So Yay. yes, I will be doing those. Yes. 
And fun fact, Nicole and I will be going to the Spokane show when you guys are back on tour. October awesome. 15th, I want to say. Yes. Yeah, I think I was talking to you about the date. Well, I don't know. I'd have to go through my emails. For <laughs> but uh, I think I was talking to you about the dates. So it's going to be a good time. And you said it was like a new venue, right? Yeah, you guys are performing at a new venue here in Spokane, Washington. I've never been to it. So because you typically you guys typically go to the knitting factory, but now you're yep. going to this one. So I'm like, oh, it's new for all of us. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I love playing new places. And it's the strangest thing. I don't know if I've uh, told you this before, Ruth, but um, there's all these times, you know, we, we've done so many shows. I don't even know what the total count of shows that we've done, <laughs> you know, over a decade that I don't even know. But there's the weirdest thing that happens with with myself. I will be at a venue and people will be like, oh, you remember this place? And I'm just like, no, I don't. And it looks completely unfamiliar because we played so many. And all of a sudden, I could be at that place for hours. And at some point, I'll just turn a corner and then it just hits me like that. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God, it's the weirdest thing. And I'll be like, oh, and, then, and I'll remember the whole night. I'll be like, this happened and then this happened. And then I said this and then. Blah, blah, blah. And then this, this, and this, and this. And then we went out and did this. And it's the weirdest thing. And so it's kind of cool to have uh, new venues. I also like when that type of thing happens. And I'm like, oh, I remember like last time we were here, like, you know, X, Y, and Z happened or whatever. But it's always cool to have new venues and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I know last year we played some venues that we haven't played before. And so it's always nice to to get into some different rooms and you know see see some some newer venues and stuff like that no i mean we're honestly excited for this new tour that you're doing with uh vv and dark divine and everything and yeah. the places you're going to we're excited for the set list cc please fight for blackbird that's all i have to say <laughs> uh you know i have the songs on the text message i'm not sure if that one was listed um <laughs> you know, I will so not. Sad. There's so many songs you guys got to learn. You know, I haven't been playing drums in quite a while. And there's like, I'm just looking at that. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I get this happens before every single tour when I have an extended period of time off. I get this like anxiety. And I'm always like, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm getting, I'm older now. I won't be able to do it. And it always ends up fine. But, you know, now that I live in Arizona, it's too hot to go running. So, like, I used to train and go running on the beach. And I'd have that like nice ocean breeze and stuff. And it was a beautiful scenery. Like now, if I go running outside, I'll just die. <laughs> so I, I, I can't do that. And so I'm like, I'm kind of worried about how I'm going to get in shape because I do have to train almost like an athlete and train. And I'm way behind uh, lately. And COVID actually put me behind. And, you know, that sucks. And that took me up for quite a while. I was going to start the first week of July. But now I'm just kind of worried about like where I'm going to run. I'm looking outside and it looks beautiful, but I just know once I open that door. Early in the morning, <laughs> late at night. <laughs> I went to sleep. It was like two in the morning and I think it was still 97 degrees. Like I have the, I have a TV where it tells them we turned it off to go to bed. We were watching movies all night last night. And it said it was like 97. I'm like, it's like two in the morning, 2.30 or something. It was like 97 degrees. And I was like, oh boy. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. So I'm like, so I, I'm like, running for miles in 97. Am I making excuses or am I looking to not die? I'm not quite sure. Maybe I should just go. No. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just go to a gym and run on a treadmill. I, I got to get going on that. Um, yeah, there's that. I mean, personally, I don't like it, but you know, you got yeah. what you got to do. So yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's one of those, like, I know they go around your neck and they're like fans that just blow in your face. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, I mean, I don't know with it being Arizona that still might not work, but yeah, I don't know. I need to do something. I need to put like dry ice or something in there. Just, <laughs> like, they have like they have like uh they have misters at all the restaurants around here, so maybe I could like have. Oh some. yeah, the misters. Yeah, oh, that could yeah. work. That could, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe I could do something like that. There's constant mist, like, hit me. That might work out nicely. All right, Nicole, you have the pleasure of asking him the signature question. <laughs> so one of the last questions that we have for you is a signature question that we ask all special guests that come on. So if you could have any five liquids coming out of each of your finger, what would they be and why? Five liquids? Any, any any yeah. liquids any, any, any liquids. liquids and it's all like one for each finger <laughs> that, yeah. okay okay so is 
is it constant or can I control it? You can control it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that's that's difficult. <laughs> it's well, a bizarre question, but it really makes you think. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Fine. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with this is they're gonna just hear me out on this. Okay. Water for the first one, in case you know. <laughs> Just for emergencies, I'll always be able to, you know, your car breaks down, you put your thumb in the, the radiator. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm, I'm running in this weather outside, training for tour water. Yeah. <laughs> water. So I'm going to go with that one. Uh, one of my favorite sodas, and I was thinking about this last night, and I can't find it anywhere. I think it might have been discontinued. And it's not what you think. It's not Wild Cherry Pepsi. Oh. Because <laughs> that is that is my all-time favorite. You, were, you guys were correct. Uh, that is my all-time favorite. I, f I think it's called Ruby Red Squirt. So it's like a red grapefruit soda. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. They sell I haven't that had it in years. I used to I love that I have never even seen it or heard of that. What's that? I, I, I you not. They sell that Dollar Tree. They do? Yeah. They, okay. they, they, is, it even, like, yeah. Is, it, is it expired? Because I haven't seen that at any store. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> So it's like like a squirt. Like I was drinking. I don't even have it here. I don't like the squirt. Looks like a squirt. Yeah. Soda, and I don't even like grapefruit. So it's the weirdest thing. But the oh. ruby red one was like my jam forever, and I haven't had that in years. And I just remembered it. I was like, whatever happened to that soda? So now I'm gonna need to find some. Okay. So that that might be number two. Okay. Um, man, I don't want to get judged on my answers. Can we tell you what Andy said? Because we didn't judge him, and his was kind of okay, out there. Well, I want to, I want to know what he said after. Okay, I, okay, okay, the, okay. Fair, fair, fair. I'm gonna, fair. I'm gonna say one, and this is, this is, this is gonna make me sound awful, but I don't care. I'm still gonna do it. I'm gonna say like oil from one of them because people strike oil, and if I'm ever in a pinch for money, I'll just be like, "Where's that? Where's a barrel?" Here we go. Boom. <laughs> Instant money. And that I don't mean that at, from a greedy sense. I just mean that from a very, say say there's like a, a worldwide economic shutdown and, you know, all the banks close or something like that. That's just kind of a safety net for, for money. You know, like it was really hard. We couldn't tour during the pandemic and, you know, say, I don't know, they're like aliens come and have an e, uh, EMP and erase all the hard drives and all of our music's just gone and stuff like that. And we, there's some weird attack like dude i'll just get a bunch of barrels of oil and just boop there you go and then that's that'll be my business and i won't even need to leave the place and then i'll just ship them off and then there you go but i do want to know what Andy said. okay uh, okay so you have two more so that's three all right two more number four we got to go with white claw because you know that's what that's good. yeah you guys knew it right you knew that was gonna come wait, wait 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 what flavor what flavor oh man Probably the black cherry. That's that's just the normal go-to. Um, uh, so white claw, because you know, sometimes I tend to be the life of the party. Not always. Yes. But um, you know, if that was coming out of a finger, that would just be a good time. And you know, I'd just be like, oh, you're up here. And then oh man, the fifth one, number five is gonna be one. I don't I don't I don't even know. Well, you know what? I'll go with like Pedialyte. Because I'm always dehydrated. I am always dehydrated, no matter how much water I drink, no matter how much Pedialyte. And uh, Pedialyte, we put it on the rider for the band. And touring, you know, when we we sweat a lot when we play and it's hot, and especially yeah. like when we're doing work tours. And I have this thing, like I've noticed that I have a health condition. When I get really dehydrated, I have sleep paralysis, and it's terrifying. And so I'll have to like wake up and buy a Pedialyte. And so I would say Pedialyte. So what was it again? Water, water, uh, uh, ruby red squirt, ruby red squirt, oil, your white claw, black cherry, and Pedialyte. <laughs> yep, that's it. What was Andy's answers? Now I'm curious. Okay, and so Andy was very particular on which liquid came out of each finger. <laughs> so pointer finger is barbecue sauce. Oh, uh, uh, the middle finger would be honey mustard. Thumb is olive oil for cooking. Oh, that's good. Uh, ring finger is water. I feel like water is a staple for this question. Yeah. yeah. And then his pinky would be his favorite ice, uh, ice cone. Yeah, ice cone syrup called Tiger's Blood, which is like a pineapple cherry. Sorry, I can't remember something like that. So yeah. That so awesome. he said, like, if he had any amount of ice, he would just. Whoop, there you go. Oh yeah. 
That works out. Those are good ones. I didn't even think about hot sauces, damn it. Oh man. Yeah, that changes the whole game. I'm glad I, I'm glad though, because it would have redirected everything. I would have been like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. because uh, I'm I'm a pretty insane hot sauce con- uh, connoisseur. So uh yeah, but maybe maybe not though, because if I was <laughs> wake up and I'm like, ah! Came out while I was sleeping. Solid. I think your answers are solid. Yeah. 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 I'll stick with what I got, but those are, those are really good though. Yeah. Um, Okay. So to kind of wrap it up, we do have this very small game to play with you. So I will pull it up. I, uh, so I do need your favor to you to close your eyes because of the transition of it. So. Okay. Got it. Nicole, you keep an eye on him. (laughs) Okay. All right. You are good to go, sir. You can open your eyes. Okay. Guess the critter. Yes, guess the critter. So I actually do this with my students when I talk about textures and stuff when it comes to animals with their fur, scales, and everything else. So what we have here are 11 critters. The first uh, slide, well, it's like a zoom up of the critter's eyeball and stuff. So you got to guess which critter this eye or fur or whatever goes to. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's see if you know your critters. That's a raccoon, no? Or wait, that'd be too easy. Okay, so that might either be a raccoon or a sloth. Um, Final answer. <laughs> I'll go with raccoon. I'll go with my, my gut. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> raccoon! Hmm. That... That looks like it's gonna be like a mouse or guinea pig. Uh, what is it? Ferret. Uh, I'll go with mouse. I'll go with the mouse. Ferret. Oh man, I almost had it. <laughs> oh, I almost had it. That's a skunk. Yeah. That yeah. one was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, that's a skunk. I know. I know those. Those cute little faces anywhere. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the pug. That's a pug. God damn it, he's good. <laughs> I know. I always poop the little animals. Um, uh, that would be a possum. He's nailing it. <laughs> yeah, that's a possum. Man, I should have seen ferret for that one. I was thinking it was a ferret, but I messed up. Ooh. Oh boy. Oh man, is I want to say hedgehog, but I know that's not true because it's furry. Or is it a hedgehog? Oh god, what is that? Uh, what is that thing? It's not a dog. If that will help you out, so I'll go with hedgehog. I don't. I don't think it's you right. Are... Oh, I was right. <laughs> um, wait. That a capybara? Capybara? Yeah. <laughs> ah, nailed it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Chewbacca. Uh, no, I don't know. What the, I don't know what that is. Um, I, I see him. This is what that the the pet store guinea pig gerbil. What's the ones with like the? It's one of those deals, right? Um, <laughs> guinea pig. It's not. It's a baby cow. Oh wow! I didn't. Yeah, I don't. That's, a, that's so cute. Look at that guy. I little cutie. Yeah, I would have never guessed that one. Is that a fox? Is that a fox? What does the fox say? Or is it a red panda? Uh, I'm gonna go with red panda. Damn. <laughs> Killing it. Oh boy. Okay, so it looks like it's upside down. Or maybe I just did that to confuse you. <laughs> oh man, what is it? Can't be a bat. I was gonna say it's a bat, but it's brown. Are there brown bats? Eyes are too close together. What the hell is that thing? I'm gonna go with a bat. I'm gonna go with a bat. And maybe that's it's why it's a bat. Yep. I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, are there brown brown bats? Uh, they're brown. Some of them are brown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that... I think this is our last one. All right. Let's see what it is. Holy hell. Uh, that looks like a sphinx cat. Is it? 
Yep. Yes. It's my sphinx cat. That's her sphinx cat. (laughs) Oh, is it? That's her that's her sphinx cat ender. Wow. That's so cute. Hi little cutie. Cuties. (laughs) You have to bathe them and stuff. Yeah. So sphinx cats have to get a bath at least once a week. Um if you give them more a bath more than once a week, you'll actually dry out their skin and everything. And they're basically like having infants because when they go potty, you do have to wipe their butts. If you don't, you will have poop on everything. Oh, and you have wow. to clean their ears and their toe beans every day. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah, my my wife wants one of those. And I was like, what? And she she was telling me some of those things. And I was like, really? She goes, yeah, you have to, you have to give them a bath once a week. And she was showing mm-hmm. me looking at some on the internet. And yeah, that's, that's wild. I, I can say they, they are like the most lovable and clingy cats though. Like they always want to snuggle. They always want to be around you. So if you're looking for an animal that just loves love, like they are the perfect animal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, maybe we'll get one. We have four cats now, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna go up and that's one more, right? <laughs> yeah, right. This one's walking by us. Oh, you finally got out, did you? No, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on the show. Congratulations on a hundred episodes. It really means a lot to me that I'm your guest for your hundredth uh one hundredth episode. Um, thank you for everybody for your support and uh both of you uh guys for everything you do for the band and stuff. It really means the world to me. So thank you. And I look forward to seeing you and everybody else on tour in the the forthcoming months does she freeze oh no she froze oh no it's right at the end i'm i'm so sorry i did not mean to like ruin anything oh you're good you you can't control it it's all good i'm i'm surprised nothing's happened my (laughs) my laptop has had so many issues as of late so yeah you're, you're totally fine cc again we just want to thank you so much for coming on especially for our 100th episode like it's nicole it's crazy that we've been doing this for now for two years doing this podcast show for the bbb army and for black brides so like cc it means a lot for you just to come on especially our hundredth. so just thank you so much for doing it yeah thank you guys so much for having me i really appreciate you both and everybody else that watches this and listens and thank you so much for dedicating so much time uh, to the podcast and the band and everything you guys do for us so thank you we all we all really really appreciate it that officially wraps up today's episode bbb army our 100th episode just Woo! once again cc <laughs> thank you so much we are just so grateful that we had this opportunity with you and like Ruth said this truly means so much to the both of us and i know it's going to mean so much to the army when they see this For anyone that doesn't know, we are on all streaming platforms. You can check this podcast out anywhere. Go ahead and give us a follow on TikTok and Twitter. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. And we will see you next week on our 101 episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.